I have a rule of thumb that if I would have followed my entire business career, it would have saved me hundreds of thousands of hours and millions of dollars. And it's this, um, if I don't feel comfortable having you watch my children without me around, I will not go into business with you in any way, shape or form. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson. Hey, great opportunity. Q4 is here, right? You're ready to buy. You're ready to sell. Uh, if you can look for some cash flow, uh, now might be a great time to jump back into RA at OA. Lots of people do it. There are some people that that's all they do. They only work this time of year, sell enough, and then take the rest of the year off sipping drinks on a beach in Bali. Well, anyway, they're the outliers. Let's talk about the rest of us. <laughs> but if you want to add back RA in OA, then I have a great group for you. It's through Amazing Freedom, our friends at Amazing Freedom, my friends at Amazing Freedom, and it's Gay Lisby specific. She is an unbelievable teacher. And so what the deal they offered us through this podcast is two weeks free. So it's a two-week free trial. So there's no risk to you at all. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. That's it. Okay, you're going to get two weeks free. But here's the deal. If you sign up now between now and uh, September 15th, so that's coming up in less than two weeks. By September 15th, if you're a subscriber and you stick through to Black Friday, you're going to get Gay's Black Gold list. Okay, so the beauty of it, it's a Black Friday list, right? If you've ever went out shopping in a Black Friday list, when you would send shoppers out, we'd go to a whole bunch of different places and you get those peak items. The great news now, you can order a bunch of them online too, which you also want to do. But to have a list in your hands, you go in, I buy these three items, boom, I'm out of there. Well, she gives you that list. And that is a list they sell. It's expensive. However, if you're a member and you're a member by September 15th and you stick your way through to Black Friday, you automatically get it for free. So you got to act fast. Try the two weeks. It's completely free. See what you get. Look at those daily fine lists and then say, huh, for the small fee it is a month, this is worthwhile for me, especially this quarter. Get somebody buying for you. Give them this list. This is what you're going to invest in. This is a simple testing tool for you to see, hey, is this something I could be good at? Man, invest now. Take the two weeks free and try it. I love it, love it, love it. And trust her 100%. She is such a teacher. Um, go check out our group. Okay, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. You know, the other sponsors I want to talk about is Seller Labs, Scope. And we just launched a new product. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Um, it's wholesale and private label combined for us, kind of a bundled thing that we do. Um, but I'm very excited because we use Scope to help me with the keywords because it's such a big deal figuring out the keywords. How are you going to rank for this? How do you rank for this? Well, guess what we do? We go like everybody else and we figure out what the top products keywords are. And then we use them also. That's what Scope allows you to do. And so it's such a great, great product for discovering profitable Amazon keywords. Um, you can even use it for finding products too. You can, with fee, cal sale calculations, all that stuff's included, right? And it's it's just a Chrome extension. Simple to use, simple to use. We use it. Um, if You can save 50 bucks by entering the code Momentum. So sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Enter the code Momentum. Save 50 bucks. That's real money. Save it, please. And finally, I don't want to miss Karen Locker's solution for e-commerce. So solutions, the number four e-commerce um, forward slash momentum is our link. Um, but Karen's been a sponsor of my show, I guess it's almost three years now, and it's been phenomenal. The people that uh, are still with Karen all those years, including me, I pay the same price you do. It's because the consistency. Um, 
so many times I, you know, I get these emails, Hey, stranded inventory report, boom. You know, I, I look at it, but I don't have to do anything because there's a member of my team, somebody that we can count on to help my wife and I with our business. So we don't have to pay attention to it. That's what I like. That's what I needed. And so solutions for e-commerce, Karen Locker, uh, her team, um, I get notes from all the time. I launched, uh, I think I talked about this last time. I launched a ton of products, the same product that I'm using scope for. I send her, here are the images, here, now we do the keywords, we do all that stuff up front, she does the flat files for me. Boom, they went in, it was perfect. No feedback, I don't have anything to change because it was done exactly as it was supposed to be, but I didn't have to mess with it. And it's not that I can't, it's not that I'm above it, it's just that it allows me now to focus on this other piece. And so when you're a small company like ours, when you have other people on your team working with you and working for you, it just makes the difference. And, you know, I've said it for three years, again, I look for consistency over time, and Karen's given me that. Um, Is it perfect? No, Steve's never perfect. And so she keeps me um, on track and really helps us when we need it. And so it's been a great uh, relationship and I'm just so proud to offer it. Um, I'm very careful about these things and I'm so proud to offer it. So solutions, the number four e-commerce forward slash momentum, you're going to save 50 bucks and that's real money. Again, that's real $50 by using my link. You don't get that link anywhere else to save the 50 and she's going to do an inventory health report. Storage fees. Who got hit with storage fees, right? It just happened, right? Uh, long-term storage fees. Now they're monthly, right? This quarter, they're going to be monthly. Well, by using Karen and her team, you can get that inventory health done. Boom, pull back what you don't need or put sales on it, whatever it is. Um, Karen also does work on eBay. If you want to bring your listings over to eBay using Joe Lister or any of the other products, she does that kind of work too. But you got to use my link, solutions, the number four e-commerce forward slash momentum, save the 50 bucks, tell Karen I sent you and make sure that you really understand all the stuff that you can get through her service. It's been phenomenal. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 337, Kyle Brown. All right, get ready to get in shape. Yes, we're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about physical health. We're going to talk about business health. We're going to talk about mental health. Guess what? They're all related. And Kyle is a very, very busy individual, gave me quite a bit of his time. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, runs three businesses, very successful, big Amazon seller. So those of you saying, wait, what are you talking about health? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kyle's a big Amazon seller, um, has been uh, selling his own products since 2005. So been uh, out there in the world on e-commerce since 2005, but also in retail and a whole bunch of other things. But he's got a bunch of other businesses. One of the coolest things that we talk about is Maybe not giving up what you're doing because you love it and natural tendency is to give it up because you're doing something new. Maybe there's a way to do both and maybe it's important that you do both because guess what? When the second one starts to suck and it becomes a job, it becomes work, having the ability to go back and and reground yourself, almost clear your head as Kyle describes it, it's a very, very cool thing. And I think it's really good perspective. I think this is a really good good example of what can be. Um, And hear him, that 2005, you know, here it is 2018, so 13 years it took him to get to this place. And he's hit his stride now, but there's been lots of pain along the way, and he realized it, and so he took and did something about it. And I think that's the real lesson here. So let's get into that podcast. All right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest because 
This is a gentleman who has built a very, very strong business based on something he loves and something he's gifted at, but it, it just fascinates me how far he's taken it in such a short period of time. Kyle Brown. Welcome, Kyle. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Um, and I, I don't think that's an inaccurate statement. You're a relatively young guy relative to me, and you have an enormous business. I mean, it just... And is it still something you absolutely love? So it is what I was born to do. No kidding. Um, now, think so about that. How many absolutely. people can say that? I mean, just nobody knows what you're doing. Nobody has a clue what we're talking about yet. But there's no, you didn't have any uncertainty. You didn't even pause when you said that. It just rolled right off your tongue. You know if that statement is true or not when it's put to the test. And I had it put to the test. In oh. the strongest ways possible. And I didn't bat an eye on it. Well, I can't wait to hear about this. So now, Kyle is a serious, serious athlete, uh, trainer, uh, big CEO. We're going to talk about that. Uh, coach, celebrity coach, which I'm, I'm interested to hear more about that. Um, but has a journalism degree, which I'm always interested in, having come from that industry, um, and just really has a zest for life. I, can I ask you how old you are? So I am 40. Are you kidding me? Dude, how do you get looking like that? <laughs> I haven't, uh, Never mind. My God. <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer is I set five-year youthing goals. Well, and you, at 40, I'm... Uh, I'm already in the process of setting my 45th goal to uh, to be in a totally different level of fitness. Now it's not a low level of body fat percentage, but just new new goals, always new goals. It's phenomenal. I mean, it, you guys see his picture. He is, and I'll put his picture up, and I'll put the 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 hot picture of him up because it's unbelievable what you've been able to do. And I I just applaud you because uh you know as in our pre talk we've been talking about it. I'm trying to lose weight and muscle, uh, you know, trying to build muscle and stuff. It's 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 a journey. I mean, it really is a journey, especially when you've not paid attention for so long. Now here's the problem, Kyle. I've not paid attention for so long, but I'd like my body looking like yours next week. Is that possible? Well, it absolutely is. All you need to do is chop off your head and put it on my <laughs> yeah, body. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, my hair's gray too, so I got to take the hair off even. All right. So, so let's let's get into how you you got started. I mean, were you always an athlete growing up? I mean, was that your thing? So I wasn't your stereotypical jock in any way, shape, or form. I was much more. Um, I was very skinny, and I was much more the Bob Saget look. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother even more because he had the glasses. So for me, I loved sports my entire life, and I actually started lifting weights at six years old. Whoa. And now, hold on, hold my, on, hold on. Who yeah, who, who would have even exposed you to weights at six years old? Parents? Awesome, awesome question. So my dad and my brother, my oldest brother. So my dad was a town eye doctor and was in phenomenal shape. And he was really into weightlifting, racquetball, ping pong, and Tony Robbins tapes. No so kidding. Not even audio, not even CD, but back to the thing called the tapes. So I got into those tapes very young. And then my brother, when I was six, he was 14, and we had the old school in Chicago, the sand uh, weights, punching bags. 
pictures of good-looking girls on the wall. So I, I got it. I saw the whole correlation between it all. If you lift those weights and you punch the bag and you look at the pictures of the girls, the girls are going to like stuff like that. So it was a it was a shallow start, but then it became a much deeper journey. Well, but it's a full circle. I mean, it really when you grow up in an environment that you you know you become a creature of that environment, right? And so and that's a perfect example of what could be when your your dad uh, still in good health. You know, uh, 97 on New Year's Day, he had a slip and fall and broke his neck and had to retire from being uh, an eye doctor. Um, and, you know, he's, uh, it, was, it was about as close to uh, Christopher Reeves style. Uh, oh, wow. A, a step short of paralysis, but okay. he's got cadaver bone and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So uh, the question I was going with was, was he onto something and then he carried that through to life? Because one of the things right now we're talking about keto, right? It's how popular it is eating right and all that kind of jazz. And this sounds like it was 34 years ago. That wasn't, yes. that wasn't really talked about back then very much. Did he, did he, did he experience something like that and that made him in that mindset because as a, a doctor, I mean, even as an optrician, I mean, still he had to go to med school, some of it. And, and so how did he keep that through? And then, then did he bring that through your life and keep it like together until that accident? Do you get where yeah, I'm going? I don't know if I asked the right question. I, I don't know how I asked no, it. I, to- I totally get where you're going with it. And my dad actually, you know, he, uh, he's about to celebrate his 75th birthday and he's actually since we launched Fit365 as a family business, he's been involved in the day-to-day. So he's really into, you know, the good, healthy eating, and, you know, he still has the sugar. And just like you can't teach a little kid uh, uh, as many tricks and you have to have some flexibility there, you also sort of have to do with uh, with uh, the senior citizens. Okay. And so, but, it, but he stayed with it. To me, I think that that's a very cool thing because one of the things I notice is what you're doing, right, with Fit365 and then Fit CEO, which I can't wait to hear about that. When you, what you're doing, there seems to be, now maybe it's because I'm interested in it, but there really seems to be a real opening of knowledge. Like, it's just like all of a sudden, a whole bunch of doctors, older doctors, um, are saying, hey, wait a second, what we've been doing for a long, long time really might not be the right thing. It's just not working. I'm, I'm tired of seeing my patients get worse. And then I'm seeing a whole bunch of guys like yourself creating these businesses and seeing people having real, real results because of it. So we launched Fit365 back in 2005. And when we launched it, half the ingredients we had in there people didn't know about. <laughs> they thought they were bad for you. Doctors were telling them, be careful of these ingredients. And to top it off, people were afraid to give their credit card off over the internet. So the 180 flip of watching people be into all these things and the mainstream medical saying, hey, guess what? We kind of had some stuff wrong. Um, it's, uh, it's an absolute blessing and also a curse. But it's recent, correct? It's really recent watching this change. And um, the pro is when that happens, you start getting a lot more data out there. Mm -hmm. Um, The con is the barrier to entry to be an expert is basically um, a social media account. That's it. 
Yeah, I saw somebody post this about keto. They're like, because uh, in you know we're Amazon. You and I talk about Amazon offline. Um, they were talking about, hey, now a lot of the experts are become keto experts. I'm no expert in keto. I never claim to be. I'm trying to figure it out it, right now. That seems to work for me. But it's just funny. You're right. All of a sudden, everybody's an expert, quoting like they know it, like chapter and verse. And it's like, no, you know, I I don't know what's right. I just know that if if I paid attention to what was online. I should eat carbs. I shouldn't eat carbs. I should. I could do sugar only. I could eat a potato. I, there's every diet, and they'll all lose weight. Every one of them says that they're the answer. So you know, like most of us, we all sit back and say, "I don't know what to do." You know, we're 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 running in circles. However, when I look at, you know, especially since 2005, the fact that you're still there, the fact that the product's here, how strong it is, and it says something. Again. What I also love about what you're doing is you have a lot of content. And I think that that's the key is you're educating people over time. So when you look at the consumer today versus that 2005, you said they didn't know what half the ingredients were. Your customers now, they ask the right questions. Is that fair? In general, I think people really do in comparison. It's uh, it's really um, it's a really exciting thing to see because people care more now about what goes into their body. They don't take things at face value the way they used to. I, I find it interesting when it comes to supplements, they really dig in, yet they'll take a, you know, a hot dog with a bun and shove it in their mouth and have no questions because they think it's just one ingredient in that hot dog. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it's the lips, right? I mean, it's everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The great outdoors. There you go. You know, um, when when you look at um, supplements, it's the most profitable items, uh, largest selling items on Amazon, and probably all e-commerce really is. Um, when you started your brand, um, did you you didn't sell on Amazon back then, correct? Uh, well, when we started back then, I think the only thing you could sell in 2005 were books on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Till about 2008, yeah. maybe 2009. We did. Uh... We've been Whole Foods for about six years, Whole Foods Market, mm-hmm. um, but we never went Amazon. We just kept delaying it for no good reason and then uh, finally caught up to that game. And, then, and now it's become a pretty significant piece. But you've got, yep. you know, so you're selling on your own your own website and then you're selling in Whole Foods. Do you sell in other retail, retail locations still too? Uh, we sell a lot through places like naturopathic doctors and mm-hmm. gyms and chiropractors and, and uh, you know, just kind of boutique sort of places, but none of the chains. Okay. And that was all kind of done prior to the e-commerce of Amazon. I mean, I'm, I'm using them kind of as a separate uh, uh, thing because you have your own website for how long? Abs- absolutely. Um, you know, initially with, with the website, again, if you take it all the way back to, we had a shopping cart on our website in 2005. And back <laughs> then, that, that was hard. And there also was not affiliate marketing back then. So what we would do is we would take personal trainers and we would give them coupon codes with their name and we had to track everything by hand. Oh, God. It, was, uh, it, was, it was a mess. We did it all on an Excel spreadsheet and tried to guess and figure out whose coupon code matched what person. And uh, then since then, it's all affiliate marketing and, uh, and it's really changed. You know, as I sit and think about what your product is, why, why, uh, did you create it? What were you trying to do that you couldn't get from somebody else? Great question. So back then, I was in clinical nutrition school, and before that, 
I was a competitive bodybuilder and sponsored drug-free bodybuilder. It wasn't like I was giant, but I was shredded. And for me, I just bit all of the marketing hype behind the products, what was quality, what was not. And when I went to clinical nutrition school around 2001 to 2003, I started studying ingredients and I was like, wait a minute, all of this stuff that I took at face value, now that I get to be the Wizard of Oz and be behind the scenes, I'm realizing it was all marketing fluff. <laughs> and I was like, okay, how can I take the idea of a healthy shake and then make it taste so good like you're cheating on your diet? So I took from 2003 to 2005, completely off of work, only had about two or three training clients, uh, some high-profile people. And I worked on formulation and what we did, what we set a goal was our beta test group was 50% adults, 50% kids. And I'm only in my 20s then, but I knew one thing that still holds true today, which is that kids will lie about absolutely everything <laughs> except for taste. <laughs> they will never lie to you about taste. And uh, so, yeah, we finally got it down after nine formulas and... Uh, Take it from there. And what was the goal? I mean, so you 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 knew you what you were told wasn't true, right? You like a lot yep. of stuff. We all believe, hey, low fat means low fat. No, it doesn't. That just means they're putting sugar in there. Yeah, it doesn't mean low fat. Sorry, it doesn't mean it's healthy. We assume those things exactly. may be healthy, right? So all that stuff is we all know that now. But back then, I, you know, we would have all taken it at face value, we're right off the cliff, right? And so, what was your I mean, specifically, so you were creating this for your clients or were you creating it to, to finally put out a product to say, hey, we've got something, here's real? So I was a born entrepreneur. Um, my first entrepreneurial endeavor was at six years old. I went door to door selling a newspaper that I made, including my own little cartoon. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it goes, it goes from that on. And at that time where I came up with the shake, I had been already telling everybody, hey, I'm building an empire. And I would get laughed at all the time. Oh, you're building an empire. Okay, that's cool. You know, you're dreaming big. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to build an empire that will just have impact helping a lot of people. And my cousin at the time uh, owns a vitamin company that competes against Bosch and Lom and does incredibly well. And he had already had that since about 2002. So he knew a lot of the contract manufacturers and and had some great relationships and order fulfillment and call centers and how to outsource really quickly a very big business. So he came to me and was like, look, you're complaining about all these shakes and these products out there, either tasting like garbage or basically tasting like a Snickers bar because they are a Snickers bar. Why don't you actually go ahead and do this? And I just hit the ground running and didn't really look back. And my intent was never to just have something for my clients. It was always to build an empire. But I think most people, Kyle, would stop. They'd get stuck. They'd, you know, worry about regulations. They'd worry about uh, all the, you know, creating the business and who's going to make it and how do we get it made, uh, you know, so we can pass all these, you know, the, this is food, right? So there's some rules. Yep. I mean, I understand there's different things. All the, I mean, I could come up with a hundred reasons that you shouldn't have done it. You should have stopped. What allowed you to push past that? Because I, I see that a lot in our world for um, people building a brand, right? And they, they want to launch. They want to launch. They want, they're trying to get it perfect, trying to get it perfect, trying to get it perfect. And they never launch. How did you get past that fear? So two parts. The first part is I will say my one secret weapon is never giving up. 
And your question kind of brings me back to that full circle in the beginning of, of you know you're born for it or not. Hmm. And I was put to the test with that um, back in 2008 where I was at ultimatum zone, which is either get a divorce or go be a pharmaceutical rep and give up and burn your shakes and quit your training and coaching and, and get rid of all this stuff. Um, and I just knew in my heart that this was my passion. So I went with, uh, you're either on the team or you're off the team and we can have a, a healthy separation if, uh, if not, cause I'm not giving up on my, on this dream. This is something I know I'm born to do and I know the impact it's going to have. So wow. when you're willing to truly burn all the ships and put all your chips on the line, um, that's, that's your true test of whether or not, you know, if this is your passion or you just want to make money. And so, for me, I knew that this was. So is your answer then when, when somebody comes to you and says, I, I want to be like you, Kyle, I have this idea and I want to see it through. Is your answer, is that what you say? Are you willing to burn everything? Are you willing to lose everything else because this is so passionate? Or if not, maybe there's another way. I mean, is it an all or nothing? Does it have to be? So you need to know what you're really getting yourself into. If you're getting into entrepreneurship for more free time, that's a joke. <laughs> if you're getting into it for freedom, a lot of people push that right now. They say, you got to be an entrepreneur so you're free and you're not working for the man and all that. Um, I think that might get you into entrepreneurship. I don't think that's going to keep you in entrepreneurship. So I actually don't believe that is the route either way. I think if you're getting into entrepreneurship because you truly want to focus on legacy and who can you serve and what is your impact and what are they going to say when you're on desk door and you're having your eulogy read, then you get into entrepreneurship. Ooh. Anything else besides that, go stay working for the man. Or, because you will fail a hundred times over before you succeed. But can I work for a guy like you? Can I follow a vision? I mean, it, 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 can I join your vision uh, and still celebrate along with you? I mean, you know, I think of uh, you and I know a mutual Kyle. I mean, he's part of your team, even though he has his own thing, but he's, he's really a big part of your team. So uh, You nailed it, yes. You can absolutely become part of somebody's vision and take ownership. And even for like us, when we have interns come on board, they need to drink the Kool-Aid, literally and figuratively. Like, if they don't feel passion behind what they're doing and feeling like they have ownership, creative control... Uh, the ability to walk to the table without fear, uh, they're, they're never going to succeed. So, yeah, I absolutely think you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can go join an existing passion project if it aligns with your passions. Um, but, again, I see a lot of people get involved with, like, uh, network marketing, for example. And I have nothing against network marketing at all but they get aligned with something that doesn't match their passion. Mm. And it starts off super exciting and it's all about making the money and they kind of feign the idea of, oh yeah, it's the impact and helping people. And then they burn out and quit quickly <laughs> because they don't have that passion. But yeah, you can definitely go work for a company that aligns with your vision. Well, and, and, and instill 
kind of as long as the freedom's there uh, to be an entrepreneur portion, you know, so like part, not, not an owner, but to have, like you said, ownership, um, be a stakeholder in some way. I think that that exists. But again, I think what you said earlier is you got to know it. You got to know that, yeah. hey, this isn't my lane. I'm not, I'm, I'm a good example. I'm risk averse. So yep. lots of things I don't take chances on. And so guess what? I'll never be as successful as some of my friends. I get it. I understand it. I know that about me. But that doesn't mean I failed. It just means I'm nope. not going to be you. Okay. And you know what? You redefine two things. You redefine what success is. Real wealth to me is not your bank account. It's your quality of life. And it's what do you have really going for you. And we put together Fit CEO for that exact reason. Because you also are your own boss, even if you're an employee of a company. Hmm. It's, it's taking ownership. It's about, you know, how do you live the life you want the way you want it? Which basically means how do you find a way to work either for yourself, for a company, where you're the one in charge of you, where you're taking ownership for the impact you can have for the company you work for. doesn't matter if you're the janitor or the CEO. You're truly the CEO of your own your own company within a company. And that's how you rise to the top. And today, health is a huge piece of that. It never was. You know, I think back to, you know, when I had my big corporate career, we didn't pay attention to that stuff. We weren't concerned. We got corporate physicals. I mean, they, all the executives, we all got, you know, once a year we go, to, or twice a year, I guess it was, we go to the doctor, get on a treadmill, make sure we weren't having a heart attack and all that jazz. But they weren't coaching us on how to stay healthy. It was like, hey, you know, because you're eating terrible, you're traveling a lot and all that kind of jazz. Today, it's absolutely a different story to have that full package. Health has got to be a huge piece of it, both your physical health and then your mental health, probably a lot more than even ability. Would you agree? I, I couldn't agree more. And even if you look at athletics, for example, I've, I've had the joy of being able to work with some top professional Olympic athletes. And one of the things that you'll see is there's a lot of debate. Are the players today better than the players before? And the food, the mindset training, the amount of money they put in, you know, LeBron James drops a million and a half a year in every little gizmo, gadget, coaching, therapy you possibly can have, which is why, even though he's as old as he is, he's playing and acting and his body is as youthful as it is. So the chronological age means nothing. So it's just a whole nother level. And that transfers over to the businessmen as well. If businessmen understand that you need to have a fast brain and so much of that is based on not being cloudy and how you nourish yourself and how do you keep that energy super high throughout the day that that's what leads to peak performance it's it's game changing so so when i think about my little podcast here we're talking to sellers that are amazon sellers ebay sellers etsy sellers right small businesses that are trying to create brands or selling products and stuff like that and quite frankly a lot of it comes at the expense of you know our because we're just grinding right just grinding yeah. right now just trying to get through you, you you can relate right you understand what i'm talking you sell on amazon you understand that piece right a lot of challenges what what are you suggesting that if somebody took and concentrated on their health, their their life would get their business life would get easier. I mean, is that is that is there really a correlation Infin- between that? Infinitely better, infinitely better. 
but how Here's long does that take? I, I mean, again, I want to be in shape next week. Is that? <laughs> how long did you take being out of shape? Uh, yeah, fifty-three years too. There you go. You okay, know. so fifty-three years to one week—is that come a on. fair benchmark? Yeah, I, I know, so. but I'm a guy, you know. I mean, come on, you know. But here's here's the thing: who cares what the aesthetic looks like, or what the body fat is, or the scale weight? The first thing you need to focus on as a business person is peak performance. And when you say your first excuse you need to divorce as a business person is "I am too busy," hmm. think about it for a minute. If you have more efficiency and your body is working way better and your mind is working better and you have more energy, a 12-hour day working on your business can turn into a 10-hour day where you get three times as much productivity, right? Mm. I have two kids, two dogs, a wife, two guinea pigs, one's a type 1 diabetic, one of my kids, and I have three businesses. I could never do all of this and have high energy all day long and accomplish what I accomplish in a typical day if I didn't win my day first with my health. It would be impossible. I woke up this morning, 3.45 a.m., did all my morning rituals, meditated, all that great stuff, and then my business day today has been stellar. And it all comes full circle to the first thing you said, which was journalism degree. And one of the first things I learned in journalism school is it's all about deadline, right? If you tell somebody you got six months to write this story, you're going to get it done in six months. (laughs) If you tell somebody you've got 60 minutes to write this story and it's part of your grade for school, you're going to get this thing done in 60 minutes. So having deadlines on your work, the hustle you put in, it changes and what you prioritize changes. And what you really realize you cut out time and time waste on changes. When I, when I think about your three businesses, I mean, they're, they're unique, yet they're connected. That's by design, I take it? 100%. If, if it's not a heck yes and fire you up, don't do it. And that's how I feel about everything I'm doing. And what I always try to do, it's kind of, it's, it kind of all comes back to customer service, right? And people are like, well, what's your secret to customer service when you're outsourcing everything and you don't have a call center? Um, It's it's really simple. It's called the golden rule. (laughs) And that's why, like, my coaching clients stay with me for so long. It's the same thing. It's imagine you are in their shoes and treating them the way you want to be treated. And that's part of your marketing plan. That's part of your customer service plan. It's part of the whole process. And it also makes things way more enjoyable. Like, it takes two people to get in a fight. So if, if a customer calls you up who bought a, prob- bought a product and they have a problem and they're screaming and yelling, if you get defensive and scream and yell back, you got a problem. And the same thing goes for, goes for selling products and the same thing goes for marriage, right? I always tell my clients, my training clients, if it's a husband and wife and they're bickering back and forth, I say, hey, remember the story about the guy who won a fight with his wife? <laughs> and the guy's going to be like, ah, uh, no. And I'm no, like, never heard that one. <laughs> exactly. So it's all interrelated. You have to enjoy what you're doing. And if not, there's no point. Did, why didn't you, because this is this is another question I think people are going to say, wait a second, he still does coaching and you've been doing that for a long time um, at a high yep. level. I mean, at a high level and you have high expectations. Nearly, nearly two decades. Okay. And so at a high level, 
high expectations, plus you take care of yourself. Why didn't you give that up when 365 took off? I mean, because I, th- I think this is a mistake a lot of people do. They abandoned something that was working for them, something they loved, created something else thinking that they had to give up that other one. I mean, maybe even the better question is, did you design 365 in mind that, or with the plan that I'm not giving up my coaching? That's an awesome question, and I actually launched Fit365 originally thinking I was going to quit my coaching, and there's been probably five times I've said I want to quit my coaching, and there's this idea of you need to always feel awesome and loving and passionate about what you're doing, and I think what it is is you need to, things ebb and flow, and then you need to kind of redirect and refocus energy. I think I would have quit Fit365 many times over if I didn't have the ability for some psychological shifts back and forth. And if something is flowing and my energy is really, really heavy around Fit365, I go really deep into it. If I'm getting frustrated about things with Fit365, like manufacturing issues or shipping issues or Amazon Mm -hmm. issues, I'll pull back a little bit, outsource a little bit more stuff, create a little bit less content, and shove it into something else and, and, and push that energy into something positive. And that way I'm always moving and progressing and getting things going. And the reason I didn't quit the coaching is I sat back one day and again, I, I like the idea of writing your own eulogy and working backwards. And for me, I start looking at who do I want to emulate? Who has a lot of this stuff figured out? Well, Richard Branson's a great example. How many businesses does that guy own that oh, are all related? Yeah. I wouldn't even know. I but mean, you, honestly, I lost track of how many he's up to. But does but does he sit there and do every little step, or was he willing to partner up with people with similar visions? Right. Right? Just like I do with Kyle Musser's. I said, you know what? He has skill sets that are better than me in certain things that are more his passion than mine. Marketing, operations, organization, he dominates at those things. The last thing I want to do is have to do it all myself. And you also have to just kind of look at, do you want to own 100% of something that struggles, or would you be cool owning 25% of something that's successful? Ooh, and that, that's deep. Wow. I've not and heard that it said that way. that was a hard way. thing for me, because I, I was a control freak before with Fit365 at 26, but it was all, it's all a family business and still is, and I had my, uh, my one brother who's uh, you know former Goldman Sachs guy, um, originally advised me to use the title chief operating officer. And I was 26 years old and it was because I was going to some really big meetings and I wanted to be able to say, well, I need to consult with my board and I need to consult with our, you know, our, our other top level execs. And there was a bit of an ego issue like, Hey, I want to be CEO. And I was like, you know what? I haven't earned that title yet. Mm. I need to earn it first and step into those shoes. And now it's, you know, 40 years old, I have no problem saying that. And I can feel comfortable holding a conversation with somebody who's running a billion dollar company or somebody who's, uh, you know, just on day one. I think it's very healthy the way you describe it, though, that you can ebb and flow because guess what? Your life is going to ebb and flow, right? And so therefore, when you're down and you will be down, I don't care who you are, you can be the most up guy in the world. You will have a down day. The fact that you can move in between them, I think is very healthy. What's the goal then? A fit CEO. What was what was that going to add? What segment uh, were you missing that you felt the need to add this last piece? 
It might not be the Great. last piece. This next piece. Let me call yeah. it the next piece because it might not yeah. be the last piece. It is. It is. I, it's an absolute passion project, and um, you know, I've worked with a lot of busy leaders, um, CEOs of big companies, people just like your listeners, who some of them may just be starting out and running uh, this. And what I noticed is so many of them started succeeding financially, but they were bankrupt in every other aspect of their Ooh. life. Ooh. And whole bunch and, of people just we've got shivers right there. A whole bunch of people listening right now said, man, they're probably holding their hand up saying, that's me. Guess what? It was me too, right? Imagine you're running this company. You're sitting here. Everybody's like, congratulations. And I came up with a term that Harvard Business School needs called premature congratulations. <laughs> where, <laughs> where everybody was like, oh, everything is so great. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like. I'm like, I am living a country western song, you know. My my wife has left. My dog literally ran away on accident because I left the door open getting groceries and luckily found him. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, at that moment, I'm like, okay, this is my own personal rock bottom. And it wasn't until I took extreme ownership knowing that I need to be able to play a nice balance game where if I don't put focus into something important, don't expect it to be waiting around for you. If you don't water the flowers, no matter how beautiful they are, they're going to die. And oh. I realized so many of these business leaders were doing the exact same thing. Their business started growing, and it's this whole the ends justifies the means thing. You're running your business, and you're like, you're, 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 you're getting all this pressure, maybe from your spouse, maybe just from yourself, where you're like, all right, if I just make X number of dollars, I'll get more love from my spouse. I'll get off my back. Yeah, that's about it. This, that's the mark. Able, yeah. And I'll be able to spend more time with my kids and I'll be able to do this. But as that's happening, you're like, but if I spend more time with you right now, then I'm not going to be able to grow my business. And how, how the hell do I juggle all this? And it's almost like you've got somebody's foot on your neck on one side and somebody's foot on your neck on the other side. And because I'd gone through that and because I've coached, you know, I do a lot of like peak performance coaching with, uh, with my people, because I've coached so many people through it, I'm like, I, I, I am fit CEO, not just because I have some six pack or something like that, because I understand that, you know, it's all about leading by example. And I've seen the benefits of myself and my clients. And I, I'm like, you know what? I said, we need to form a group for it. We need to have everything from our free Facebook group, the fit CEO network to our monthly Academy we're launching to, you know, my high end concierge clients. And, and it's just all different levels of, how do I help people so that I can create a better legacy for me and have a better rippling impact? <laughs> Simple as that. How do, how do you have more people live that life that they really want? Yeah, because you're limited in your coaching, right? If you just stayed coaching, and those people would benefit, but that's as far as it goes. 365, yep. at 365, you get to touch all those clients and that, but you're still only scratching the surface. And so now exactly. you can take in, because, it, you know, you think about it, all the, all the CEOs listening to this, right? We're all business owners, right? All listening to this. Think of the impact you have in your community, whatever your community is, right? Your friends, your neighbors, your employees, all the rest of that. If you figured this out and got yourself right in all those areas where you're bankrupt, and I think that's a very visual thing to think about, um, you might have the business right, but what about the rest of these things? If you get your relationships right, you get your health right, you get all these other things, others start to see it and they start to pay attention. And that six-year-old Kyle seeing his dad and his brother, or more, I guess his brother, 
working out and then he becomes part of it, guess what? Look what the legacy has done. 34 years later, you're still doing that. So obviously this stuff works and has an impact. It's a very cool to go full circle. Um, it gives you the ability. When I look at 365, you've got an enormous number of products. How many products did you start with? So, you know, for us, what we really focus on is the shake. And uh, for me, it's it's been a journey with regards to the quality of the product. That was always the biggest hmm. thing is I didn't want to put anything on the market that, you know, and, and it's just, it's a good thing for every listener to, to look behind. You know, you may have your little money makers here and there, but what you create as your flagship or what you sell as your flagship has to be something that you can stand behind. And for me as a formulator, I said, what if I hit a point where this is a will work for food business? I better really like this food and I better be able to live and sustain on it. And uh, fortunately, I never hit there, but I will say that it's, it's something I have every day. It's not like uh, Jordan and the Wheaties commercials where you, there's no way that guy was eating that thing in between takes, but it's something I have huge passion behind. And, and I just think it's foundationally important. Well, I, I think it's just so cool because, you, again, you know your lane, you stayed in your lane, uh, you've built on your lane. And the fact that journalism degree, there's a foundation there. Um, so you can continue to put out content that's consistent for all this time and keep building it. Um, it's not a hockey stick, is it? I mean, you you hear those stories, but generally speaking, if you're building a big business, generally it's not a hockey stick, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's never, it's only a hockey stick. If you realize that you're going to need to break that hockey stick into about 50 different things. And at one point in time, you're just going to want to throw that damn hockey stick away, but you're going to look at it and say, you know what? This is actually now a really good rake. Let's use this as a rake and build what we need to build. So that's, it's, it's ingenuity, responding to situations, and literally, again, I always say never give up is a sentence that doesn't end in a period. It's a sentence that doesn't end. So when people use statistics to try to scare you out of entrepreneurship, saying, did you know that X percentage of businesses fail within a year? I'm like, no, people quit, right? Right. And how's, that's one beautiful thing for me about fitness that transfers over. When you think you are done, like that's your last rep, it's not even close. Put a gun to your head, you're going to do 30 more. <laughs> so I'm not that type of a trainer. I'm not putting guns to people's heads. But I will tell you this much is that your brain always gives up before your body does. And if you can train yourself in mental toughness, your business may be hitting, you know, a mark that would scare most people. But just don't give up. Everything ebbs and flows. You know, as I sit and I think about your business specifically, I mean, there's a couple I've already taken away from this conference, a couple items I'm taking away. One is to a love what you do, have that absolute passion, right? I mean, that's a given. But two is to take care of yourself, and I'm making these light, but three is to narrow your focus to that to what it is in your business that you love and then go all in on all of those things. All those things you're going all in. But you really did narrow your focus. You've kept it tight. I mean, these are all related to um, to uh, some kind of health. Um, everything you're doing here is all health-related. So that's a pretty tight window. When when people come to you for advice, especially like the CEO consulting, because this, they're, you, you know, as a trainer, 
their personal life mucks up your training. I guarantee it, right? They're bringing their baggage to that class, right? So sometimes you're a coach, uh, not necessarily coaching them on physical things. It's mental things. What are you telling people about tightening down um, with all these different things? Um, lots, lots. I've gone through tons and tons of training, invested hundreds of thousands of my own dollars to learn how to master so many of these features, everything from mental toughness to EFT to hypnosis and all these different things to master your mind. And then at the same point, you just learn so much from having so many uh, failures as well as from having so many clients go through the process. So one thing that I can leave you with is definitely start learning how to say no. Hmm. Um, Half the times I say no before the person even finishes telling me what it is. (laughs) And then, you know, let, let, let them earn the yes. Um, There's been so many times where I've made mistakes of like chasing whales and opportunities and they've gotten really close and they've just been massive distractions and time wasters. And then the second thing, my best business rule of thumb that I can tell somebody, especially if they're a parent right now is this, um, the hype, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the charm. Um, a lot of that can just be charlatans that you're dealing with. And I have a rule of thumb that if I would have followed my entire business career, it would have saved me, hundreds of thousands of hours and millions of dollars. And it's this, um, if I don't feel comfortable having you watch my children without me around, I will not go into business with you in any way, shape or form. Mm, that's a strong, strong one. Cause that's a, you know, you, you listen to Dave Ramsey, the only ship that won't sail is a partnership, right? I mean, those are those, those gut decisions, those gut checks, are so, so important. And I think, you know, I tell the people all the time, they don't build risk into these models. It looks shiny, as you said, right? Everything looks great. It's amazing. It's amazing. But there's a downside. What is the downside? Well, you know, you really don't want to hear about that, Kyle. Those those ingredients that we tell you about back 20 some odd years ago, right? Those were healthy, right? Everything's healthy, right? Said low fat. I mean, it's good, right? No. Exactly. It's like the pharmaceutical drug commercials where they show you this perfect life of you and your partner and, and great virility. And then they say side effects could include, and the list takes the other oh half. Oh my of God. Commercial. It's de- it's depressing to listen to it. Oh, uh, it, it could really cause is. death. Could, wait, it yeah. could cause death. Huh? What? <laughs> All right. So, really so I do want to, I want to catch two more things because I, I think it's important um, that, you know, you have a large Amazon business now too, an FBA business that's new for you um, in these last few years. And so you use them for a lot of distribution and it's not perfect, is it? And I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying that here's a pretty good sized company that runs into distribution challenges with Amazon. Those of us in this small world, three third party sellers are all like, no duh, Steve, we understand that. But not only there, you run into trouble or you did run into trouble in distribution of your own. And so I think it's important for people to understand that you can partner up with a company and I'm not putting down whoever you were with before. I don't mean it that way, but things just don't always work. And so a lot of people blame Amazon for messing up or whatever, but this third party fulfillment company you were using also didn't work or something happened, right? Exactly. Um, here's the thing. Uh, every business relationship I have ever had has had moments where I could easily say 
this person caused this. So that goes back to business partnerships. That goes back to order fulfillment, fulfillment houses, call centers. You want to hear the craziest one we ever had? Now imagine this. This My launch day of my shake would have made most listeners to this call quit their business. I'm at Idea Health and Fitness Show. I got eight people work in the booth. Huge line, right? I have an order fulfillment center in Texas and a call center in Texas. And if you're listening, sorry I'm calling you out, but you need it. And guess what? I didn't know this until afterwards, but the website that was supposed to go live that morning didn't go live for seven days later. And my call center didn't go live for two weeks later. Oh, my God. Yeah, most people would have given up. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, and again, pushing through, you, what would you say was the number one reason? And I know you say that that's built into you, but what's the number one reason that you were able to push through? Because I think there's a whole bunch of people that might not have been able to. I'm hoping you're going to say it's physical health that gave you the mental health. It's a combination. Um, I used to have panic attacks all the time, and I bet you there's plenty of people listening right now that have had a panic attack. And I bet you know most panic attacks happen first thing in the morning. No, um, I don't know any of these things, but I know somebody who has them, so yeah. please explain this. I don't know so, much about so this. Panic attacks happen a lot to busy leaders, and they typically happen right when you're just waking up. You're in this theta mindset state, and you're, you're very receptive to stuff that first 20, 30 minutes of waking up. And, um, and it's just basically fear, and you feel very out of control. And I started having them, and they were kind of stressing me out. And I was also noticing the way I was communicating with my kids. I would be short and snappy. So I did two things. One is transcendental meditation, and I'll recommend anybody go through some good meditation courses. And then the second thing that I did was stand-up comedy. So <laughs> Paulie Shore's sister was actually my coach. I took stand-up <laughs> lessons at the comedy store, and I finished with uh, with – headlining the class performance where they sold tickets, which was just totally, totally awesome. And learning how to not take things so seriously. Uh, yeah, Getting perspective is so important. You fortify your body, you fortify your mind, you realize it's all interconnected, and you just focus on gratitude and just being so grateful that we do have this opportunity to own our own business, to sell things on Amazon, right? We aren't stuck living in a place like North Korea where we think our leader created the hamburger, right? We're sitting here where we get to be entrepreneurs. How amazing is that? That's an incredible opportunity that we have. So having gratitude for it, knowing it comes with its risks and its rewards, um, that's the kind of stuff that pushes you through. Dude, oh, give me the chills. I'm I'm very excited uh, because I hope a whole bunch of people are listening to this and saying, wait a second, this guy's a CEO. He's got a multi-million dollar company. He's got a big business, um, but he's a regular guy. You hear it, right? Still grounded. Um, I think that's one of the coolest things that is also with your coaching. It keeps you grounded. And I think that's just so cool because you're so connected with them. You know, you see the results of your effort or not. When you sell on Amazon or whatever, we sell stuff and, hey, we, we sold it or it didn't sell, right? But it's not that personal. When you see that person and you have to look them on a Monday and, you know, it's not working, you know, that's different. So that keeps you grounded. I think the other thing, though, is the fact that you're looking to expand your group and you're looking for people that are interested in joining. Like, they're like-minded, ones who want to expand 
um, know they need to expand, but don't have the time. Don't uh, right now. They're saying, "I don't have the time. I don't have the capacity." And you're saying, "Yes, you can. If I can help you become more efficient, you can free up capacity and take away that." Matter of fact, I think I heard you say, "I'll free up more than my capacity that it would take um, to put the effort in." Right? Is that the way you were explaining it? Exactly. The thing is, this is that we. Just like with running your business, you feel like your fitness needs to be all or nothing, that you need to be all in. And, and with fitness, it's not like that. It is really not Mount Everest except for in your mind. You don't need to follow some program of a 20-year-old bodybuilder who only eats chicken and broccoli and lives in the gym all day long. And everything he has is shirtless on social media saying, if you don't train six days a week for three hours, you're, you're a wimp. Like that That's ludicrous. And we say – well, I can't do that running my business, having my kids doing this and this. And the answer is you don't have to do that much. You just have to make the conditions work for you. So I would say definitely come join our free group to start. Coffee and what's the name of the group? Tell me what that is. Lists. So it's called the Fit CEO Network. We just launched it this week. Uh, that's our free group that we're putting together on Facebook. And come there with questions. Uh, it'll cost you somewhere between $0 and $0. Cents, so there's no risk. <laughs> start... Start with a step, and then eventually, you know, you get to jogging, and then you get to running, then you get to sprinting, then you get to jumping, and you can do all these things. So it's like, don't feel like this needs to be an all or nothing, um, because nothing isn't a pause button, right? You can't be like, well, I'm in maintenance phase. It's like, no, you're in denial. (laughs) You're either growing or dying. And how cool would it be if you built up this multi-million dollar business, and then you get to spend 50% of it on your partner who left you for somebody else to run your kingdom? probably not very cool. So find a way to take care of your health now. And your health, again, it's physical, it's mental, it's relationship, it's all of the above. And uh, I think I think it's so cool because, again, um, I think there's 12 of us in our group and my, my current group that I'm with that are all, you know, on a weight loss. We've lost a couple hundred pounds con- you know, collectively. But more importantly, um, the moral support. So many of the guys have said they would have quit had they not had that like-minded group pushing them through because they all come up against the same challenges. We're all the same, you know, as much as we yeah. think we're different. We are a communal animal. We, <laughs> we are not meant to be the lion that sleeps alone and has no friends, and, and the only time they interact with other guys is when they want to steal their wife and, and off them. So we <laughs> are a communal animal as a human. You know, connection is important. And when you're running your own business on Amazon and selling things like that, a lot of times we lose that human connection. So finding groups and communities where you can be part of somebody who understands you better, um, it's it's very important. Well, I think it's cool, too, is that the Fit CEO Network isn't e-commerce-only sellers um, because a lot of times we hang out together, and so we kind of lose perspective that there are lots of other CEOs running a lot of other businesses. And so, again, this is where you can find like-minded people concerned about their health, getting it right, but who knows what kind of business people you're going to meet in there. And so that, to me, is very exciting. So it's called the Fit CEO Network on Facebook, and I'll have links for all that. All right, Kyle, last question. Um, if somebody wants to get more information from you, let me just get that first before I ask my last question. Best place to get in touch with you if they have a follow-up. Awesome. So uh, I would say through one, our shake is Fit365, FIT365.com. You can reach me through there. And um, I would say also from there, if you go – to social media, real Kyle Brown is a great way to get a hold of me on social media. Um, not just because I am the real Kyle Brown, because I am a very real person. I'm not gonna 
try to pull the wool over you and try to impress you as much as I'm here to help and here to serve. So, uh, I just appreciate that. the realness. Uh, you know, this is uh, not the first time we've talked and, and just every single time, real genuine, real helpful. Hey, let's, let's, you know, figure it out, whatever. And I, that's real. And I appreciate that. I mean that so much. So the goal of this Thank podcast you. is to help people who are stuck. And I think you've already answered it, but you know, think back. Well, I don't think this ran into you cause you don't give up, but there are, so many, I think of that acres of diamond all the time, that visual where, you know, they're one pickaxe away from all the diamonds on the other side and they walk it away, right? And it happens yeah. so much in my world that I see and it breaks my heart because they're so, you know, they're measuring themselves against all these really, really, really successful outliers and saying, man, I'm not that, I'm a failure. And it's like, wait a second, you've got, you've created a pretty good life for yourself. Why is that a failure? I mean, it's all relative, you know, it depends where you're at. What's your advice that, What's, what's the best advice you could give somebody who's at that point of stuck who needs to push through? What, what could you tell them? The first thing I'll tell you is that the people that you see that you think are succeeding so much, you know, I've worked with celebrities, rock stars, rap stars. I've worked with that whole space. Behind the scenes, there tends to be massive insecurity and lack of fulfillment. So the first thing you need to do is change your glasses. And what that means is go focus on a new perspective. Say, what do I have? right now that I can be grateful for. And gratitude isn't just listing things out. It's really more mindfulness. It's really more being aware of where's your real starting point. Would somebody right now sitting here in a war zone country, what would they do if, if I could switch places with them? Right. Yeah. They'd feel like they won the lottery. So you aren't as bad as you think. There is no such thing as rock bottom. It can always get better. It can always get worse. So be grateful for where you are right now. Change your lenses and realize nobody wants to have a conversation with the victim. So get your head out of that space and focus on how can I go serve more people, not how can I make more money. How can I serve more people with products, services, information, and it will all come back to you tenfold. Dude, man, you are good. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, again, you know, if, uh, if, this impacted you in any way we're here to help and support so uh thanks for having me on and uh i appreciate the opportunity what a great guy um super guy uh go take a look at his picture on the episode that's the real deal i mean uh he is uh real he is knee deep in it um, not just talking about it he's doing it and what's so cool to me is the way he's been able to connect all these things while not losing touch that he's a dad that he's a husband, that he's a son to his father, and he's a brother to his brothers. All those things, that's perspective right there. That's the thing that you should hear in this whole conversation with him is that, yeah, he's got a couple bunch of successful business. He's in great shape. But did you hear about that? He's got two kids. He's got a wife. He's got uh, a dad. He's got brothers, and that, and he's into it. That's the perspective that you want, right? When, that, when you got all that working for you instead of uh, working – not working at all. That's that's unhealthy. And so he's got a great perspective on it. Ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.